Here we are continuing Sefer Shemuel Aleph, chapter 17. Yesterday we did the opening to the story of David and Goliath. So what happens in the previous chapter is that Shaul falls into depression and he calls David into his, I mean his uh, servants find David. They call him into the court and now David is the musician for Shaul and anytime Shaul needs, to, uh, needs a lift of his mood, he calls David to play for him. He really likes David, he makes him his arms bare. Then there's talk of a new war between the Pelishtim and Am Israel. They're all, they're each standing at a, at a place and the Pelishtim send out their Isha Benaim, who's the man of the middle, the man of the man that they would send out, you know, the to do one-on-one battles against their enemies. And Goliath Shemal, the, the, the text goes into great description of Goliath's size and his armory and his weaponry and all the things that he that made him so intimidating. And naturally, the Jewish people are intimidated. And Goliath was, uh, he, would, he was decrying Am Israel, and he was, he was, um, he was uh, disgracing and, and, uh, and criticizing Am Israel <coughs> with the following words. He says, I've disgraced the battalions of Israel on this day. Give me a man so that we can fight together. So uh, the Bnei Israel heard these words from the from Philistine, and they were very very scared. Okay, so not only is the the Pelishti, not only is he very intimidating, he's also making a mockery out of Am Israel, and is uh, and is uh, making a disgrace out of them. Okay, pasuk yud bet. David ben Ishafrati hazeh mi betlehem, and David is from this man uh, from Bethlehem. And his name was and he had eight sons. And he was in the days of Shaul. He was old and he was uh, respected amongst men. He would come upon the elders. He was with the elders. The three elders, sons of Yishai, went after Shaul to battle. And the three sons of thing who we, whom we've met before, Eliav was the eldest. Uh, Abinadav was second, and the third one's name was Shammah. And David was the youngest. And the three eldest went after Shaul because they were older and they went out to battle. David was not a, uh, he was not in the army, he was a shepherd, which we said we explained why yesterday. He's a shepherd, which means he also wasn't uh, considered to be a military man. Okay. Now David would go back and forth from Shaul to shepherd the sheep of his father in Bethlehem. Now, what does it mean he would go back and forth from Shaul? So it seems like this is referencing what we've already seen in the end of the previous chapter, that he was going back and forth from Shaul as his musician, right? So though he was in Shaul's court as a musician, he still would go back to his father's house pretty often. And during this battle, it happened to be one of those times that he was, he was back with his father, probably because Shaul says, I don't need you right now, I'm going out to battle, right? So he probably Shaul sends him home. Now, what's strange about this text, many things strange about this text, we're introducing people you already know, as if we're meeting them for the first time. So, Ben Ish Efratia Zemi Bet Lechem Yehuda, from the son of this man, of a certain man from Bet Lechem Yehuda, Yishai Shem. We know Yishai, we met him in the last chapter. And his sons were Abinadab, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah. We met Abinadab, Eliab, and Shammah already. Okay? So all these things, for some reason, the text is introducing us to them new. Vaygasha Plishti, so now on Pasuk Tetzain, Vaygasha Plishti, Hashkem Veha'arev, Vaytyatsev Arba'im Yom. 
and the Pelishti approached, he would get up and he would go to sleep. And he was there for 40 days. Meaning he would get up, nobody would fight him, and he would walk back, go to, go, go to sleep. The next day he would come up, anybody want to fight me? No? Okay, I'm going to go back. He goes back, sleeps. For 40 days he does this. Now there's significance of the 40 days. Okay, uh, it says, Rashi says, This is from Masechet Sota. Okay, he was, he wanted to stop them from doing Kriyat Shema. What's going on? He's there for 40 days, significant number for us, because that's the time it took Moshe Rabbeinu to bring down the Torah. And he was there morning and night, which is like, Morning and night is the times that the, you have the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema. Okay, so he was causing them not to say Kriyat Shema. He come at, 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 what? He approached and they got scared and they're just preparing. No, so Rashi says he would get up and then he would come, he would approach them at times when they had the chuvah of Kriyat Shema. And would distract them. I don't know why, but he wanted he wanted them not to be saying Kriyat Shema. Okay. You know, now, now what's the idea? The guim in the time of the of the Tanakh. Are so knowledgeable of like the Jewish. Laws. No, that that that's not a midrashic thing. Was was Goliath actually stopping them from saying Kiryat Shema? No, I think there's a point to this to this message. That's a midrash in the Gemara and Sota. It's an agada. The, the Kiryat Shema is not one time. It's from from uh, it's right. That, that's one of the reasons. It, that's one of the reasons it doesn't make as much sense. So what's going on? So why is Rashi, why does the Gemara point out that they didn't say Kriyat Shema? Maybe it's part of that theme, right? Maruf, in his summaries, he says that it may be because uh, it wants to emphasize that look at Shaul, this time, the previous times when they were going, going to go to battle to Pelishtim, Shaul went and he brought a korban before Hashem. Shemuel told him to wait for him in Giva'ah, and he said, okay. In Giva'ah, Gilgal. And Gilgal, and he said, okay, and then Shaul, Shemuel doesn't come, but he still, he really wants to bring a korban to Hashem. He wants to serve Hashem before. And then same thing when he's actually out to battle with them, he, he makes a swear that nobody should eat, right? These are all promises to Hashem, right? All of a sudden, the Goliath comes, no serving God, no korbanot, no this, no that, which may be why Goliath came for 40 days, right? Meaning to show that they were not it's to point out that realize here there's no Torah involved here there's no service of God involved here and then he was being mevatel or kiyat to say oh they were being mevatel their emunah right so they didn't have they weren't focusing on God right now which is what, what they should have done and that makes sense because Shaul is lost remember what we said about Shaul what was interesting is it doesn't seem to care as much he thinks that Shemuel in my opinion Shaul looks at Shemuel as a little bit of a crazy it's like, why are you taking this so seriously? Okay, I left a couple of people alive. So what? Right? That's what Shaul thinks. So if Shaul thinks that, he doesn't think the words of... He doesn't care about the details. He's like, okay, you think God really cares about this? So he doesn't take God's word very seriously. He's not super careful about keeping God's word. And when push comes to shove, and the servant of God leaves a bad taste in his mouth, he's like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to win Shemuel over anymore anyway, so I might as well let go of him. Which means let go of appeasing his God. I don't really, like, what? Korban is going to help me? I think that's Shaul's attitude towards God in general. And once Shemuel leaves him, the attitude comes out so that God just leaves the picture for him. Okay? So, Pasuk Yudzain. Vayomer Yishai David. So, Yishai says to David, Take now for your brothers this uh, piece of uh, toasted grain. And these ten loaves of bread, 
and run to the camp to your brothers and bring it to the camp to your brothers. These ten pieces of cheese, bring it to the captain of the thousand, meaning to one of their generals, and check on the welfare of your brothers, and obtain a report of their welfare. Check out how they're doing. Right, from here, uh, the Gemara, okay, let me show you. Arubatam. So, uh, according to the Midrash, is, he said, uh, take their get that they wanted to give to their wives. Go get their gets from their wives and give it to their wives or something like that. Because in those times when they went out to battle, yeah. they would give a get to their wives so that their wife was not left as an that Aguna. Was That's not the Peshat. I thought that was instituted during David's reign. I don't know. I thought it was like it was like named after him, like Get David or something. I know here it points it out already here. You know what I'm talking about? You heard that before? No, I don't know what it's called. I, I never heard the original name of it, but here it quotes the Masachat Shabbat. Here, let's see what they say. Arubatam. Obtain a report of the welfare. Their translation follows their pledges and soldiers often had pawned some of their belongings to purchase needed provisions. Right, so another interpretation, by the way, is and go pay off their creditors, meaning go go get their um, go get their uh, collateral that they gave to their creditors, pay off their creditors and get their collateral. Because people would often borrow money when they went out to war to support their wives. It's like, okay, go. I, I saw they went out to war. They're stuck in war. Go pay off their creditors because they, they're not going to be coming back and, and get their collateral back for them. Okay. So there are multiple interpretations of what it means to get the welfare. Arubatam tikach. Now, what, why would arubatam mean get? Why would it mean the separation? Eruv actually means combination. So arubatam is like a code word for what combines them Right, get the thing that separates the combination, the iruv. Okay, so whatever it is, and Shaul and all the people in the Emekaila are there out to battle with the Pelishim, not actually fighting because they're waiting for Goliath, but they're there out to battle. So David gets up in the morning and he leaves the sheep with the guard, and he Gets up and he goes as Yishai, he carries everything and he goes as Yishai told him. He comes to that circle. And the people are out to war and everybody's shouting battle cries. Okay, the, the, both sides are shouting battle cries. Okay, Israel and the Pelishim were, were battalion against battalion, standing there. So David lets go of all the vessels he was holding, and he gave them to his the the person the 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 vessel holder guy who was with him. And he runs to the battalion and he asks about his brother's welfare, as his father told him to do. Right, his father told him to do a few things: give food to your brothers. Um, take their aruba, right, and bring them this food. Give the and give the cheese to the general. So he goes and he leaves all the sheep with another person. He runs to the battle scene. He he drops off all of the vessels he's holding. And first he goes to check on his brothers. And he's speaking to them. And all of a sudden there's a man. In, the man of the middle comes. Goliath from the battalions of the Pelishim. And he spoke these kinds of words. And David heard what kind of words? Like the insults. And the, the insults words. and the humiliation and this and that. Okay. 
the blaspheming of HaKadosh Baruch And all of the Israelites, men, when they saw the man, they ran away from him and they were very scared. And the people of Israel said, Have you seen this man who is coming up? For he is coming to blaspheme and to denigrate Israel. And the man who strikes him, the king will make him very rich. This is apparently he's coming from Shaul. And he'll give him his wife. And the house of his father, he will make free in Israel. What does it mean he will make the house of his father free in Israel? Erase all his debts? Probably he will uh, stop charging him taxes. Mm. Okay. Wait, 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 we've heard Shaul say these things? About no, we didn't. Yet? We haven't heard. This is reports coming from the soldiers uh-huh. to David. And David is overhearing it. Okay. Now, to what extent did David say this? Uh, did Shaul say this? I think he did. He did say it earlier? No, no, no. He didn't say it in the text. But I know there's a Gemara that actually says... There's a Gemara... I don't know if it's on this piece, but there's a Gemara that says that discusses whether what Shaul did, promising his daughter to the person who kills Goliath, yeah. there's a Gemara that discusses if that was appropriate. Okay, so it seems like the Chachamim assume he did say it. Right, maybe we'll see he did say it. Okay, uh, let us stop here for today. Okay, um, let's see what David responds when he hears what's going on at the battle scene tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Amen.